Campfire Ghost Stories Episode 1 Shipwreck The village nestles at the head of a valley, its houses clustered around a village green and pond. Most of the houses have windows facing, as if watchfully, down towards the end of the valley, where the land tumbles abruptly a hundred feet or so down to the sea below. There are caves carved into the cliffs, where until the early 1900s, men used explosives and picks and shovels to quarry out the stone for use in building projects, not just locally, but in places as far away as London. But the deeper recesses of the caves also became a useful place for smugglers to hide their contraband until it was safe to take it inland and sell it. Walking around the village, the houses are made of that same grey limestone that you find in the quarries, and the older houses have roofs that are also covered with limestone slabs rather than slates or tiles. The weight of the stone has buckled and bowed the roofs, and they're bending down, the timbers crushed under the weight. There's been a village here since Saxon times, and as you walk up the hill from the centre of the village, you arrive at the church parts of which are still on, built on those Saxon foundations. Most of it is now Norman, or later. But it's a beautiful building. It's a tranquil and peaceful spot, where you can go and, and take a little shelter from the hustle and bustle of everyday life, in the peace and tranquility and stillness and calm of the church interior. We're here on a summer's day, and there's plenty of birdsong, and the sheep are in the fields, and it's difficult to believe that anything bad has ever happened here. But the reality is that plenty of bad things have happened here. The village has its secrets, and it's kept hold of many of them for hundreds of years. And whilst our village is in Dorset, on the south of England, our story actually begins further round the coast, in Essex. It's 1786, New Year's Day, and a ship, the Holswell, is setting sail from the docks at Tilbury. It's a dangerous time to be sailing, but the captain has been offered a bonus if he can get the ship to Bombay before a particular date, and so, despite the risks, he decides that it's worth a go, and the ship leaves. Within a few hours, the captain is regretting his decision. A storm is starting to blow in. The wind is gradually getting stronger and stronger. The waves growing taller. And the rain that has been falling steadily is turning first to sleet and then to snow. And the snow was beginning to settle, not just on the Holswell's rigging, but also on its sails. And as the sails became heavier and heavier, the ship was lurching further and further to one side or the other as the waves grew stronger and stronger and the wind continued to blow with even greater force it was obvious that the ship was in considerable danger and the captain ordered that the sails needed to be hauled in as soon as possible the sailors struggled to obey in the rolling seas but found to their horror that the rigging had frozen solid they couldn't pull in the sails that left options very limited for the captain and in a very dangerous situation he ordered the only thing he could think of that the masts should be chopped down 
Now this was a really dangerous thing to do because it was a small deck and the masts were like massive trees to be felled onto the top of it. So just a few crew were left on the deck. Anybody who could took shelter below and the crewmen who were left took axes and chopped away at the masts. In the end, they brought the two masts down, but in the process of having them fall onto the decks, four of the sailors who were involved in chopping them down were killed. Now the ship was more stable in the water, it wasn't rolling quite as badly, but of course it now had no means of control whatsoever. The captain ordered that the anchors should be dropped in the hopes that they would catch on the seabed and that the ship would be able to ride out the storm. But it didn't work. And for a couple more days the storm raged as the Holswell was pushed gradually closer and closer towards the, the coast. Until eventually, just after midnight on the 4th of January, the Holswell struck the rocks just below the village. With that first impact as it was brought broadside against the cliffs, the hull was breached and water started to flow in. With each successive wave, she was smashed again and again against the rocks. Some of the sailors tried to jump to shore and safety, but some of them unfortunately missed and landed in the water in between the ship's hull and the cliff. And when the next wave rolled in and smashed the ship yet again against the rocks, they were crushed in between. Eventually, though, a couple of the sailors did manage to grab onto the cliff and they started to scramble up as rapidly as they could. Once they reached the top, they found a hut that was being lived in by a fisherman and his two sons. And the fisherman sent his sons running up to the village to bring down help with as many people as could be woken and brought down to the cliffside with ropes and blankets and lanterns so that they could carry out whatever kind of rescue they could manage for the poor passengers and crew who were still stuck on the ship that was being gradually pounded to pieces on the cliffs below. Eventually, they did manage to save about a hundred of the passengers and crew, but that meant that about another hundred perished with the ship. The parish records for the 4th of January 1786 state that the vicar went down to the cliffside the next morning to look and see where the Holswell had sunk. But he wrote in the record that never had there been so complete a wreck. There was nothing to show that a ship had ever been there. But over the next few days, the sea did start to yield up some of the evidence that the Holswell had been there. A few bodies were washed up in one of the coves, too badly disfigured by the sea for anyone to be able to tell who they were, and they were buried in a mass grave down by the shore. A few objects from the ship also started to wash up, including a mirror that was thought to have come from the captain's cabin, and it was also thought that the last person to have looked in that mirror was the captain himself, perhaps before going up on deck for what was to be his last day on earth. And that mirror still hangs today above the door inside the church as a memorial 
to all of the people who perished that night aboard the Holswell as it was smashed on the rocks below the village. So you might be wondering where the ghosts are in all of this, because so far we haven't met any. Well, you'll find out in the next episode, which is called The Mirror. Come back again soon. And thanks for listening.